0: In the fast-paced world of attacking, speed is everything, and that's where the Furon 7 Plus shines. Engineered for accuracy and precision at a rapid pace, it's your secret weapon on the pitch. Experience overall comfort and precise striking, even in the game's fastest moments. The nylon outsole, with its V-shaped stud configuration, is designed for firm ground, giving you the grip you need to outmaneuver your opponents. Step up your attacking game and learn more, and
1: purchase the Furon at newbalance.com. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. It is You Better You Bet. It is Nick Costos. It is Ken Barkley. It is you here on the BetQL Network, and it is a tremendous football Thursday. Great first hour of the show. A lot of NFL MVP conversation. A lot of uh, if this, then this. I still don't think we've kind of reached a consensus, by the way, on uh, what would happen if Miami beats Baltimore this weekend and kind of playing out all the scenarios from there. Uh, I think we do have a couple a couple more that we need to get to um, over the course of the show. We also have to get to Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player, Offensive Rookie, Comeback Player of the Year is going to be a meaty conversation coach of the year as well. So a lot to do here, NFL Awards, as we approach the penultimate week of the NFL season. Uh, pro sports better. Adam Chernoff going to join us in just a moment from the Simple Handicap podcast. Tim Brando still to come. Joey Kanish still to come. Evan Silva still to come. Power hour, final hour will feature all our bets for tonight, including side total improvs for the Jets and the Browns. On Thursday Night Football. But joining us right now, the aforementioned Adam Chernoff, our pal from the Simple Handicap Podcast, a great NFL betting podcast that we encourage our listeners and viewers to check out. Adam also does great work with our friends at Right Angle Sports, and they've got the RAS app, a free download featuring insight and commentary from pro bettors on everything happening in the NFL on Twitter at Adam Chernoff. Chern, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Hope you and your family had a Merry Christmas. How's it going?
2: Going well. I was like sort of left you guys hanging on the video last week. So we're back at it and hopefully it holds through the segment here is a little bit. Uh, apparently I'm in the one spot in the entire country that has lackluster. internet, So <laughs> we'll see if it holds up through 15 minutes.
0: I was, uh, I was, uh, I was a little concerned Adam, but you, you look good. You sound good. I think we can, well, let's at least start, start talking about some bets and we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, I know you, you mentioned, I think to Alex, our producer, that you've only bet one game so far this week. So maybe we'll hit on that first and we can go through some of, maybe talk about MVP. If you want, we can go through certainly some of the other bigger matchups, but I think you only made one bet this week. And, and I think it was in the Colts game uh, where I think they're still holding at about three and a half. Uh, What was your bet in that game against the Raiders?
2: It was a Colts minus three. I like the minus three and a half as well at the current price. Nick, I saw your clip yesterday. You're on side with this one as well. Um, So I'm in full agreement with this one. Um, Interesting to sort of sort through the league. Never mind the spot. We'll get to that in a second. But I ran a, a report today and looked at all of the quarterbacks since week when Aiden O'Connell took over the starter for the Raiders. And I sorted them by EPA plus completion percentage over expectation, a good advanced metric. Aiden O'Connell ranks dead last in the league. In that metric, and, and that's a pretty well-respected metric for judging quarterback play, but it puts in perspective how awful this Raiders offense is with him under center. And I mean, last week, no pass had passed the first quarter, nine in total. The Raiders with just an all-time luck box win on the road with the Chiefs, and then followed up the shutout against the Vikings, and just two months of bad offensive performances from the Raiders. Josh Jacobs is still not practicing of the team as Antonio Pierce calls it. I just, I, I don't know what you're going to get from this Raiders offense on the road. And now we're seeing the Colts in a must-win spot as well with a much more realistic chance of making the playoffs. It's the better coach. It's the better quarterback. It's the better team. Team relatively short number. And what I will say, guys, Last week. Churn churn, let's do this. Churn game. only
1: because churn churn, let's do this only because like the video is very choppy here. Just For have sure. your cell phone ready. Jake's gonna call you on the cell. So Churn is on Indianapolis laying the three and the three and So we can disconnect the video guys. Churn will be right back with us here on the phone, so we'll get all of Adam's picks, all of his thoughts. We'll talk NFL most valuable player with Adam Churn off as well. And Jake and company just let us know when he's back and we'll we'll go we'll go to uh to Adam. Uh, I always like that, though, Ken, when a bet that I like is uh, Chernoff just comes on. He's like, yeah, like, watch your video. I like it, too. The Indianapolis Colts <laughs> laying it against AOC and the Las Vegas Raiders. So that is uh, that was Churn's first bet for this week, and we'll find out what else he likes coming up in a second here. And I'm curious, Ken, what he thinks about NFL Most Valuable Player. And I'll just say this while we wait for Churn to join us. I texted um, a couple MVP voters during the break about what, uh, what they would do if Tua and Tyreek – both nuked the next couple weeks and uh and miami wins the next two games and the unanimous answer was vote for tua not tyreek mm. for nfl most value oh well, i wouldn't say tyreek
0: i just meant could tyreek torpedo Two chances. I don't think Tyreek's ever going to win, but that's interesting. That it's like, well, if they both cook, who cares? It's still it's still two. Okay, maybe we, maybe it would, we be, the, it would be the quarterback. After this, yeah.
1: I, okay. I I'm looking forward to it. A yeah. uh, churn is back with us here. Churn, you were you were giving like your last point here on why you liked the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday against the Las Vegas Raiders.
2: It, yeah, just I mean that was as big of a regular season win for an interim coaching staff that I've ever seen in my lifetime. And you had the emotional Pierce on the field post game and the post game pressers. I just I think it's such a bad spot for the Raiders this week. So the one bet I have made this week is the Colts at minus three and minus three and a half.
0: Adam, I'm curious. You don't have to have like a really strong opinion on this. I'm not even sure there's a bet to make in the MVP market right now, where Lamar is like minus 200. Everyone flips to him after like he plays really well, and I think most importantly, Brock Purdy has like the singular worst game he can ever have uh, as a big favorite, and the Ravens win. So now we're set up as like, is it Lamar? And what what happens if he loses? How vulnerable is he as a favorite? Do you have any opinion on that? Obviously, the Ravens playing Miami this week. I think maybe if you have an opinion on that game, that would guide you on most valuable player as well with the Ravens, about a three-point home favorite. What about MVP? Lamar, minus 200. We can give you some of the other prices after that. McCaffrey, Josh Allen, Tua, all kind of in the mix there.
2: Ken, honestly, I don't because I have no idea how the voters are going to approach this. And just as I came back on the phone, Nick was dropping the comment about voters and how they would approach it if the Dolphins games finished that way the last two weeks. This, to me, not only is it difficult to try and make a case for anyone just because it's so wide open and the stats are so different i i genuinely have no idea how the voters would approach this situation um given how the season might end i i just i don't know and i think this sort of we might we might end up in a spot where the voters go a completely different and very safe direction that we're not expecting and to me the thing that i hear a lot is like comparison to stats and how players are performing i i just i get the feeling that the voters might go a completely different direction so i just i have no idea on this mvp one but i'm looking forward to hearing the segment that you guys have breaking it down
1: i know that you don't have a bet for the game cuz you said indianapolis is the one bet that you have for this weekend but do you have like a thought a lean something you're looking for in the miami baltimore game on sunday
2: So I was originally looking and trying to figure a way in to get on side with Baltimore, and the market has fully disagreed with that. And I've seen two other pro groups uh, that we're kind of in contact with move on the Dolphins so far this week. So that's given me a lot of hesitation. And the other thing that I kind of the reason I didn't pull the trigger myself before those bets came in from those groups that we respect is is just the fact that Baltimore has been So erratic week to week, especially off big wins and that win against San Francisco, the way that they handled it and how much they got up for it was was pretty significant. And I think that might be a tough test to do it two weeks in a row, especially on the short week. And if you look within that game, too, I mean, the Ravens defense won it for him. But offensively, the Ravens have not done a whole lot the last few weeks. It's been very spotty at best since you lost Andrews and now without Mitchell, just not a lot of explosiveness. And they got so fortunate with all those turnovers against the Niners that that really looked uh, maybe a little bit worse than it actually was. So um wanted and hoped that I could get involved with Baltimore, but it's just not going to happen this week.
0: Adam, big game Saturday night as well. And we've had some line. We didn't do an it moved, obviously, this week because <laughs> we started our handicap on Wednesday, yesterday because that was our first day back. So no, it moved segment. We would have certainly done Detroit-Dallas, especially if we did that segment today with the Lions taking money. So Dallas was six everywhere. We do the the our initial breakdown of the game yesterday. And then, Adam, Lions money starts to come in. Now, maybe you can tell us a little more. Is this driven by injury or just interest in the Lions and a big number in general? The sixes have become mostly five and a halves. But worth noting, a couple books also hanging four and a half on the game. So there's been interest in Detroit in the last 24 hours. How do you feel about that game? Very high total, by the way, 53, 53 and a half and Dallas now a slightly less favorite or a slight favorite by a little bit less than they were before about five and a half. What about Saturday night's game?
2: So this was a similar situation to that Ravens game where I was hoping to fade the spot for Miami. I was really hoping to fade the spot for Detroit this week. And I was hoping that off of that win against the Vikings and the clinch of the division, that the Lions would have seen their rating get bumped up a little bit further. And off of the loss for the second week in a row, the Cowboys may have been dropped down. And the fact is that neither happened. The Cowboys are still very highly rated and the Lions did not get a bump at all. And I think part of that is because they were just badly outplayed by the Vikings. And so I was really hoping to see like Dallas minus four and it opened six. And now, as you mentioned, it's been Lions money, which is kind of scaring me away because again, it's, it's originating from very influential pro groups on that one that are siding with the Lions in this game. And so although I think that Dak Prescott and the Cowboys have a massive potential advantage on offense, both targeting CeeDee Lamb out of the slot, targeting Ferguson, you know, the tight end position, I think it's going to be a massive return home for the Cowboys offense. Uh, defensively, I think the Lions are going to – defensively, I think the Cowboys are going to struggle defending the Lions because Detroit's going to be able to run on the Cowboys as we saw both the Bills and the Dolphins do comfortably. And that's going to free up Jared Goff to attack this man coverage front that the Cowboys run at the highest rate in the league. So, uh, again, it's another one where I was hoping to see something, and the market opened elsewhere, and now there's been resistance again. So it's another stay away for me, but was really hoping to get the Cowboys.
1: You better, you better. hear Nick and Ken on a Thursday. We'll get Chern's thoughts on the Browns and the Jets coming up in a minute here. But Chern, I want to hit you. I'm going to give you five games Coming up right now. All with quarterback news. You can give us, like, if you like a bet, you think you're going to like a bet in one of them. Or just, like, any thoughts you have on any of these games. You don't have to give all five. But just, just I just want to, just because we have five games with quarterback stuff. Minnesota and Green Bay on Sunday night. Jaron Hall, the Iceman, will start in place of Nick Mullins. Mullins pulled. Vikings now about a one-point home dog against Green Bay at BetMGM. Jacoby Brissett officially starts for Washington. San Francisco now at 12.5 or 13-point road favorite at the Commanders. C.J. Stroud officially going to be back for Houston. They're laying five or five-and-a-half at home against Tennessee. Tyrod Taylor starts for my Giants. Uh, Rams about a five-and-a-half-point road favorite at Big Blue. And then Jared Stidham starts for the Broncos. Uh, Russell Wilson to the bench. Denver three-and-a-half against the Chargers. Any thoughts on those games with the quarterback moves here? In about like 60 to 90 seconds, we can save some time for the Browns and the Jets on Thursday night.
2: Nick, I'll go rapid fire on all five. So, Packers, Vikings, nine straight wild card conference games over the total the last three weeks. These games are flying over. I think even with Hall, this one has a good chance to exceed the total of 44.5 now that it's moved down. I think the Stroud news in Houston, with them moving towards a six point favorite, is priced correctly. I would have loved to back the 49ers because I think Washington is a completely dead team with Rivera on his way out. But I will say that that team plays very hard when Jacoby Brissett is in for Sam Howell. Completely different outlook for that offense, just in terms of the motivation. And it's a very big numbers for the Niners to be laying. So it's a stay away for me in that one. Um, The Rams have been extremely sharp the last day and a half from pros than I know, uh, once that got down to four and a half, five and five and a half, it was significant Rams money coming back in, even with the Taylor news for the Giants. There's also been a lot of love for the over um, that we've seen come from other groups as well at 44 and 44 and a half. And so all of those would kind of be the general outlook that I have on those QB games. I think I missed one, the Stidham news. That's right. My, my only thought on the Broncos I get the sentiment to why the Broncos got bet at three, up to three and a half. But I will say Wilson for the season, he was 12th in terms of just overall quarterback rankings from sources that I respect. And so with this number kind of trending back, it it might be giving Stidham a little bit too much credit for coming in and being that sort of effective. But uh, that's a that's a stay away for me in Denver. But a lot of uh, interest from people I know in the Broncos minus three.
0: I mean, it's pretty good work there. Five games, got five pretty good opinions. Uh, there's a little It Moved segment for a couple minutes featuring Adam Chernoff. Adam, uh, 30 seconds on tonight's game. Feels kind of like being built as like this coronation for the Browns. Clinch a playoff spot if they win. Crowd going to be crazy. Market, <laughs> really big favorite. About seven and a half or seven juiced. And the total has been bet down a ton, 34 now. 30 seconds here on tonight's game, if uh, if you wouldn't mind.
2: Completely different price point for Flacco and the Browns. uh, Been really around a field goal the last five weeks or so. Now they're north of a touchdown. It's been a one-way action on Cleveland, which I I really wanted, was hoping to find a way in with the Jets. But the way that Simeon is checking down and targeting Brees Hall and dumping it off to Garrett Wilson on short passes, I think the Browns defend it really well. So even though I think Cleveland might have a much more difficult time moving the football against this Jets defense, it's just another one of these games where I I just I can't trust the Jets' offense even with the inflated price, and so it's it's an unfortunate segment. But it's that time of year where there's a lot of stayaways for me, and so unfortunately didn't give a lot of conviction. But this is another one where it's Jets or nothing. Uh, but it's going to be nothing for me on Thursday.
1: Honestly. The only unfortunate thing about this segment was your crappy Wi-Fi. Otherwise, it was awesome. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. It turns the absolute best. On Twitter, at Adam Chernoff, check out the Simple Handicap podcast. Download the Right Angle Sports app. My friend, best of luck with the bets, especially the Colts, and we'll talk to you next week.
2: Thanks, guys. Enjoy week 17, and happy new year.
1: The, the great. Happy new year to you, Churn. More NFL Most Valuable Player coming up on the other side. I got to start wishing the guests happy new year. Bad job by me. Ah, uh, the Greek freak Spiro Ditas with the call. I don't know, at some point the season with the two or three touchdowns, it was really awesome because that's what he's done a lot this season a uh, great spot with Adam Chernoff in the last segment we look forward to welcoming Tim Brando and Joey Kinnish to the show next hour Evan Silva as we move along all our bets for tonight power hour final hour of the show we're gonna get to offensive player of the year in just a moment we'll hit defensive player and hopefully both rookies as well in this hour we want to save a lot of time for coach of the year and comeback player of the year two super interesting markets but uh I guess we gotta gotta wrap up NFL most valuable player and Ken, I said this last segment while we were waiting to get churn on the phone. That I had asked some some people that vote on MV, vote on MVP and vote on all the awards during the uh, the break at the end of the first hour into the second hour. Like, who would you vote for if Miami wins the next two? Wins the AFC East by home field. Is is it? And, and both Tua and Tyreek both have huge statistical outputs. And they all said Tua. Which, again, it just doesn't mean that Tua is like definitely going to win the award, just that I thought that was a little interesting. Like, would Tyreek ever be back in consideration? It feels like that ship has sailed on Tyreek Hill. Um, and that Tua would yeah. win in that instance.
0: And the uh, So, the other permutation of that... God, like... So, basically, uh, for people who don't know, basically, like, no team has ever had two different players win MVP and Offensive Player of the Year. I think it's never happened in the history of the league. And uh people have had them come from the same team but it's always been the same player brady when he broke the passing touchdowns record peyton manning uh mahomes i think has has done the double i think as well um but anyway just like okay so if we play that out then like is mccaffrey still the offensive player of the it's just like it's all just a big pretzel which is kind of funny but let let me ask you this because this is the only other thing i think we have to talk about then all right so like if we feel confident that that order of results produces two uh, you have to really feel like it's a really high percent of the time, like almost a hundred percent, that that series of results produces two a. Uh, what are the results that we need? We need Miami this so we need Miami money line Sunday,
1: and Miami we money line against, against Buffalo. Buffalo. I think that's it.
0: You think it's just a two teamer? Baltimore Pittsburgh is irrelevant.
1: Well, it's because because my. If Miami wins out, like, Miami's the one thing. It's done. Miami, because they're going to have the same record, and Miami's got the head-to-head win. I just
0: mean, like, Lamar could play really well or something against Pittsburgh and, like, be a but, story but they, also.
1: But they will right. have lost at home to Tua.
0: Sure. Sure. I'm just, I'm ju- I'm just making sure the permutation that we're talking about. Okay, Do you agree I, with me? I, well, it, it's, it's... Here's the rule of awards. Uh, the more info we get, it starts to matter 0% what I think. If they're telling you Tua... If they're telling you Tua... There's so much group think with this stuff. If they're saying that, I bet there's a lot, I bet there's a lot of people that would think the same thing. And that means that you actually have to bet Tua. Like if you have, so, all right. Well, cause we'll frame it this way. I Like I my, my books on this are like almost written in like Sanskrit at this point. It's like hard to understand even what I need in some of these markets. This one included, it's like spending DAC equity. Like I'm at a Christmas sale or something on everybody. Uh, do you, if you have no bets in MVP, is the show recommendation Tua because the price is not equivalent to the two-team Moneyline Parlay on Miami.
1: Or maybe it is. I don't know what that
0: spread's going to be in the second game. I have to know what that is, I guess, to answer that question. What's the um, look ahead on that?
1: Let's see if I can find that. Um, It's going to be, like, either team less than three.
0: Dolphins, one and a half. But that is, like, a limit of $5.00. And I think Jalen Waddle playing is how you get that number. So, like, I, you know, he misses, like, Buffalo less than three, probably. So, God, yeah, I mean, and you can price shop Tua. There's stuff all over the map. McCaffrey's not the second choice everywhere, too. Like, this stuff's all over the place in terms of pricing. Once you get past Lamar, his price is really consistent. Is like, is the recommendation to bet Tua because it pays better than the two-team money line, and we think the two-team money line produces Tua? Like, is it as simple as that? If you have no bets in this.
1: Uh, I am I am of the opinion, especially like, okay, so let me ask you. You're more versed in this than I am, right? Do you think, is this a recency bias award? Like, a lot of people are saying it is. They Do you are. agree
0: with that? Every okay. award is.
1: Okay, so if that's true, Miami will end the season again. Yep. Beat Dallas at Baltimore, Josh Allen and Buffalo in the final game of the season. And they will be the one seed and have the bye how does he not win like how does that not happen
0: and he'll and the because right because the thing like they're gonna lose on
1: sunday so it's not gonna matter again like i don't think they're gonna win on sunday but
0: well but you're betting you're playing this by the way Just like a really quick aside, this is the way to have this kind of conversation, just like I I know a lot of people like to talk about NLF MVP, it's awesome that it's a big conversation topic, this like, it has to be this, it has to be this, like, and then if you're right at the end, like, told you always was Lamar, like, not the way anything works, literally the way nothing works in life (laughs) so just like like we're like we'll do comeback later there's a chance like i'm i am as anti-hamlin as anybody on earth and i still think there's a chance he wins and i can admit that it's okay because i'm like a a logical adult just like in mvp it's the same thing be like nope it's this like as if the season just we just hit the brakes right now on everything Yeah, people tweeting out like he won lamar won it monday night cool just like Purdy won it like the week before that it's like that happens like do people learn nothing <laughs> it's like it's like it's it's a bunch of if then statements. That's what it is. It sounds like we're recommending that people bet Tua if they have nothing. That's what it sounds like to me. I don't even like. What's I, the argument I, I for I, anybody else at the price?
1: I I guess like what if you think the Ravens are really likely to win, should you bet Lamar? Like no, right? I guess you just bet Ravens money. You bet the for, for less. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the Josh Allen needle is harder to thread than the Tua needle, and the price reflects that. But, Like it's harder to thread for sure.
0: Right. You okay? Let's play. uh... I don't think we played out this one, but I want to play out one more just to like. I think I know what we would both say.
1: Yeah. And, and, and I and I and I think I know what you because there's there's really like one other permutation. I think you're about to say it.
0: Oh, I don't. Oh, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's two. Because now you make me not confident in my one. Mine is the Ravens win, but he plays like terrible. He plays terrible so lamar lamar beats miami but he doesn't he doesn't throw a touchdown in the game and the defense scores twice and they beat miami you know 20 to 13 or something and uh which I guess is possible. Like Adam's right about the Ravens offense, by the way. You watch this and you just go, this thing is so clunky sometimes. It's like unbelievable. Lamar's great. Like he's really good. Just you watch this, you just go, eh, like, I don't know sometimes. Anyway, uh, all right. So he plays bad, but they win. That means Buffalo can beat Miami and get the two at the end. Which means like Allen would actually fit like typical winners in terms of like high seed and the stats that go with it. Does he win there? Or does it not matter that Lamar plays bad and Lamar just wins? Because the stats are going to start to get really jarring. I, people can say like the stats don't matter when Josh Allen has twice as many touchdowns in this permutation as Lamar Jackson. I don't know if you can just be like, who cares? Well, uh, I don't well, know if voters it, are going to say who cares.
1: Yeah. Is it a little like Heisman-ish in a way where like it was Nicks and Penix? Sure. And if and like Jaden Daniels didn't play on championship weekend in college football, where if Nick's wins, he wins, he loses, Daniels wins. And, like, if Lamar doesn't play in Week 18, and the last thing that we have of Lamar is, like, a substandard game, even a, in a win, and Josh Allen nukes the Dolphins, like, that's the recency is going to be what Josh Allen just did.
0: This is why when we started this an hour and a half ago, I go, I'm not really betting into this right now because I don't know what to do because I don't know what's going to happen when these things play out this way. So I think here's here's some conclusions we've drawn that I think we can really, like, anchor ourselves in. There are three players who can win the award. I, you and I are, like, 100% on that, I think. There are three players who have, like, any chance. And then just, like, assign the probabilities, and that's where everyone's going to go to a slightly different set of options, I think. Okay, let me
1: create create the one scenario where we could see someone else coming to play McCaffrey goes
0: crazy? Is that what it's about to happen?
1: uh, Buffalo loses to New England. (laughs) Miami beats Baltimore. (laughs) Buffalo (laughs) loses to New England. Miami beats Baltimore. Buffalo beats Miami.
0: Who won Miami Baltimore Miami Miami and then Buffalo beats them
1: and then and then and then I guess like if Buffalo if Baltimore beats Pittsburgh and Baltimore it's is the like, one does Lamar just win it or what If like Purdy uh, goes Scorched f- Earth and San Francisco's per- the one
0: 50 uh I don't know if Purdy can win anymore I think I agree with you on that I'll say in that situation like like 50% Lamar 25% Allen 25% Purdy so I think it's I think that's actually pretty close probably maybe my is yep. a little too high on that one um I don't know this it's really interesting it's I you just need the game results to plug in and see what's going to go see what's going to happen and to, just the way I was initially to be fair like resistant on the to a point like once you say people are saying that this is what I mean it's like yeah I can think something and you say hey everyone's talking about this is Stefanski when we do that I thought he had no chance and then it's like, I get from like all the people that I talk to all say the same thing unanimously. I text you, the people you talk to say the same thing. Well, who cares what I think anymore? Honestly. And that's kind of the way this is. If they're going to, if people are saying Tua in that permutation, then I just have to listen to that. And now that's, now maybe that's the bet. <laughs> like now Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Uh, also, I like Baltimore on Sunday and I like Buffalo against Miami, but like I got I don't have to be right. I like San Francisco on Monday. I don't have to be right.
1: Um do we agree? the only like Josh Allen close to 100% permutation Ravens yeah. lose out, Buffalo beats Miami in week 18. And Buffalo doesn't would... doesn't win the division, but like but I think Allen wins at that point.
0: There have been people for 3 weeks saying if Buffalo wins out, I'm voting. People who vote have said if Buffalo wins out, I'm voting for Josh Allen. Like I just like that's always been there. It just you can't like you almost like can't do that when the Ravens are this it's like you're not allowed to almost like you're, you're you won't let yourself make that decision because things have changed. The Ravens are much different than you thought they were when you said and, that.
1: And the X, yeah, yeah they were going to lose to San Francisco.
0: Yeah, they also had and not have the game just, play imagine, out like that. What about like the butterfly effect? What if they don't? What if they lose to the Rams? Which was totally possible. <laughs> so yeah, it's just like a ridiculous game. You want to do offensive
1: real quick? Um, is there is there anything else here? No, right? I don't think so. So I guess like.
0: You know, oh, like, I okay, have I'm one other. Right. Oh, can right, can I other
1: one Last, okay. And like, we touched on this a little bit, but just like to put a bow on this. Um, Miami beats Baltimore. Yep. Buffalo beats Miami. Baltimore beats Pittsburgh. Baltimore's the one.
0: Who wins? Right, so, so Allen beats Tua to be the five, but he doesn't get the division. No, wait, play out, play out this one. I got this one wrong. Say this one again. My, Sorry.
1: Miami beat Miami beats Baltimore thereby yep. introducing a non-lamar player potentially into the equation. Right. So she Miami beats Baltimore, bump. wins right. the AFC East. Yep. Buffalo wins out, beats Miami on the road in week 18, and Baltimore beats Pittsburgh, thereby securing the number 1 seed and home field advantage for the Ravens.
0: This is this is one of the Allen permutations where it's not 100% but I think he's very live.
1: Who do you so who wins in that Allen or Lamar?
0: I'll say Allen is the most likely winner but it's close.
1: I think we've covered this as well as you could cover anything ever, basically.
0: <laughs> well, there's, that's our opinion on every permutation. And now, like, what do you want to bet on? Have you bet anything already? I think what we're saying is, like, you might need to cover with Tua if you have equity to spend. I think that's, like, a good argument. And if you have nothing and you're like, well, I didn't bet anybody, what do I do? Well, nothing is a pretty good option here, I think. But, like, Tua at a big price... Almost like, who do you like in these games? Do you think Buffalo's really cooking here? Maybe you bet Allen, and you just hope the Dolphins win or hope Lamar plays bad. You get a big price here. You know people have been lining up to bet Josh Allen, or to, sorry, vote for him. As long as you get the run out that, that lines up for that, I think he'll get the votes, but I, we just don't know if that's going to happen. I think it's how do you feel about these games? I think we played out. Every, every way you could feel about these games, I think we played it out.
1: Offensive player of the year, McCaffrey minus 200, Tyreek plus 150.
0: This sucks. Stupid injuries. Um, So just, like, the most likely thing here is, I mean, McCaffrey's got two, like, offensive showcase games in terms of Niners point projection in both games. His likelihood of having good statistical games is extremely high, and there's a way Tyreek wins, which is that McCaffrey has pretty good statistical games, and Tyreek in two extremely high-profile games goes crazy. And he won't get the 2,000. I think he needs like 400 yards or something. But he could be the leading receiver in yards and touchdowns by a lot. Uh, He could take that lead back from Mike Evans in touchdowns. There's a way he wins. It's just unlikely. And the market has it as unlikely. And I think this is like as close to a perfectly set price as you could have on both players.
1: Should, should make, I guess, and we'll do the other markets next segment. Okay. If. If Tyreek's going to go nuts the final two weeks of the season, I think we've kind of determined that like Tua would be the player rewarded. Right. Does that mean that like that Tyreek's like dead for this award if McCaffrey no. is even this, like semi decent in these games?
0: Tua has to win the games. Tyreek can go crazy and not win and still get offensive player of the year. That's the difference.
1: So that's what you need for Tyre. That's that's the Tyreek case. Well, you need he the, goes nuts, which is but likely. That, but, and they have right. to lose one, like they have to yeah. lose a game in order for him to win the award, which is which is, which is which is really which is really funny though, right? Like you have <laughs> right. to lose in order for him to What win. do you
0: need? Him to lose? Like what? To lose? Right. That's probably right. what you need. Which again, it's unlikely. I think if he and McCaffrey are close, they'd give it to Tyreek. But I, I don't think they're going to be close the way it's going to play out, and the market reflects that.
1: Anything left on offensive player? Where we'll move on the next segment.
0: I hate Sean Murphy Bunting. He makes me angry.
1: Coming up next, Defensive Player of the Year, uh, where Miles Garrett's taking some money right now. We'll talk DPOY, Offensive and Defensive Rookie, to close our number two.
2: Welcome back to you Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network.
1: 20 minutes from now, Tim Brando from Fox Sports stops by Talk the college football playoff semifinals and a little college hoops with Timmy B., and after Timmy B, it'll be Joey K. Joey Kenish joins us next hour as well, giving us his bets on the college football playoff, bowl games, and thoughts on the Lions and the Cowboys on Saturday night. Power hour, final hour, all our bets for tonight, including side total and props for the Jets and the Browns in the Kevin Stefanski Bowl on Thursday night football. But for now, we continue our conversation on NFL Awards. Jake, bring the music up. And Ken, let's talk Defensive Player of the Year. This like... I would have told you before the year. Man, like this uh, this game coming up in Week 17 on Thursday night between the Jets and the Browns is going to decide a lot of award markets. you would be like, oh, is this going to be like Watson versus Rodgers for MVP? Aaron
0: Rodgers, MVP. <laughs> Quinn and Williams, <laughs> it's like... Defensive Player of the Year. Sauce Gardner.
1: D- Desha- Deshaun Watson. Nick, Nick Chubb, Shub Offensive player. player. Yeah. Nope. It's a, a Joe Joe Flacco, to Miles Garrett, and uh, and Kevin Stefanski. Uh, yeah. Our market can right now for defensive player of the year ahead of Thursday night football, a showcase game for Garrett and the Browns defense against Trevor Simeon and the Jets offense. Uh, Micah Parsons the favorite at MGM. Parsons minus one hundred and five, Garrett plus one hundred and ten, TJ Watt four to one and because we talked about this player yesterday on the show and talking about the Raiders and their playoff chances I'll give his price that is Max Crosby Ken, of the Raiders they are 40 to 1 or Crosby is 40 to 1 the Ra- Crosby's if the Raiders were 40 to 1 that'd be something Crosby 40 to 1 to be defensive player of the year so thoughts here can defensive player of the year ahead of week 17
0: there's been movement in a bunch of places this week despite the fact that Garrett had no sacks and uh, hasn't had sacks for several weeks Played with an playing with an injury, and and um, you know not producing the type of numbers he did before. There's been a really strong pull in the market toward him, despite the lack of, uh, I wouldn't even say lack of production, just lack of like sacks as a raw stat. Um, despite that, uh, he's the I two domestic sports books up right now. He's minus one twenty at one, and then he got absolutely nuked at another in the last hour, which is just interesting. Maybe probably did not many people except me. He's minus one sixty uh at that book and i agree with that i guess someone's like is gonna front run me and prevent me from betting any miles garrett defensive player of the year anymore uh i think he's the most likely player to win and the argument that's been happening this week um which is one that you see in awards all the time and it's not that one side has to be right it's sometimes the award will go to one type of player sometimes it'll go to another type it's sort of like well is it just the guy who has the better number which in this award would be T.J. Watt, who leads the NFL in sacks. Is it just the guy who has the better number, or is there a more nuance and subtlety to the voting, and is it more subjective than that? Because if it's just most sacks wins, then Watt should be minus 1,000. But he's not, which tells you that there's some nuance and subtlety involved. Uh, Something that is very predictive for this award or something that is a big component in the award is team success, and the Steelers are not likely to have a lot of it. Uh, and the Browns are very likely to have a lot of it, and more than the Steelers have by several games. The way the records are going to play out, um, we, we'll bring Parsons into this eventually. But just to like be like, it this almost proves to you that it's not just about the sacks. And you know, Stefanski gives that speech prior to last week's game about he thinks Garrett should win, and it's not just about sacks. Almost as if he's being like, you know pretty uh pretty clairvoyant be like well what if Garrett doesn't produce a lot down the stretch I want to make it so he can still win the award in that case even if his sack number isn't very good I get the sense just from like people who vote and content that's produced like you know media who covers the league people who think like how voters think how this tends to go there's a perception and it's probably right but there's a perception that the Browns defense is like one of the stories of the year and that they're kind of like the number one defense or close to it and Garrett is their representative So in that way, it's kind of like NBA defensive player of the year. Uh, And so Garrett will essentially be rewarded for being really, really, really good, even if he doesn't have the most sacks, but being kind of like the the playmaker and catalyst for the best defense and that he'll win for that. And uh, my best guess is that that's what's going to happen. Now, is that worth betting in this market now that he's a minus price in a bunch of places, too? Uh, No, no, it's not because he can aggravate his injury and just be ineffective. And while he's doing that, Watt could get 20 sacks and they could, Steelers could win. They could win a couple games here. They could play Baltimore and Baltimore doesn't need the game next week. And the Steelers could win that game when Watt won his first defensive player of the year. uh, I think they went nine and seven that year. And it's actually the worst record I think ever for a defensive player of the year winner in terms of team success. Uh, Parsons could go nuts. In a big big like a saturday night prime time kind of standalone spot and he could really put his stamp on this market and change how people think about it these are all possibilities so i don't think for like the 19th consecutive week i don't think this market is worth betting into but i think what it's starting to reflect is just kind of what i think subjectively which is that people really want garrett to win this and they want it to represent the browns defense in this great season that they've had garrett has not won the award before and i think that's the most likely way it plays out even if it's not a certainty
1: yeah, I think I I I think you pretty much nailed it on defensive player of right. the year. And and anything anything else to add or? Never been
2: a
0: whole year. Never been a fun market to bet. Never got that Pelissero executive poll either. I I think Garrett's way ahead in it. If he would ever just do it, but uh I need to see it. I would have to see something like that to make a bet. We're not going to get it. Can't make the bet.
1: I can, I can get easily, easily. This is. It sounds like I'm bragging. I'm not. Like I direct a line to Pelissero. Should I? Friends should of mine I have tweeted
0: him. at him many times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm saying like I would like I would like get his cell phone number and right. like text him. But my thing should is I like
0: what what's he gonna say? If he has it, he would put it out. It's the second to last week of the year. It's Thursday.
1: I mean, like, hey, I just, Tom. It's a, it exists or it
0: doesn't. Right. What yeah. are you
1: doing, Tom? But well, what's he's what's done it happening here? Three straight here? years. The hell's it's the hold up this year? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know.
0: It was incredibly helpful. It was so helpful because people weren't using it. Like Bosa got every vote basically last year and the market was like 50-50. Like
1: really? I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to try and find out. I'm going to try and find okay. out during the next break if we're going to get this at any point. All right. Okay. You better you bet here with Nick and Ken. That is defensive player of the year. Let's uh let's try and hit both rookies of the year here to close the hour. So, CJ Stroud's playing this weekend. Stroud's in you could still bet this Offensive Rookie of the Year at BetMGM. This is off the market for a couple weeks. We haven't discussed it in like a month, it feels like, because Stroud yep. was so far ahead. Then he gets concussed in the Jets game. They lose a couple games. Um, they won the one game with Case Keenum against Tennessee, but obviously the offense didn't look great in any of these games. And Nakua has just been smashing for the Rams. One of the great rookie receiver seasons we've seen in the history of the National Football League. Which sets us up with this market, Ken, heading into Week 17 for offensive rookie. And if you think any other names are interesting, like please feel free to I mention don't. them. I just only have the two. Okay, great. C.J. Stroud minus 800, Puka Nakua plus 450. Um, it felt like Stroud was basically in the Julio Rodriguez hit by bus zone, or like get 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 landed by by Quentin Williams hit, hit by zone. By Quentin
0: Williams. Right. Hit by hit
1: by Quentin Williams zone. Um. I guess like the betting conversation, it's never like do you lay this with Stroud, it's really like, do you take a shot with Nakua here? What do you think about offensive rookie of the year?
0: Yeah, I agree with what you just said there too. And it's not that I I don't think Stroud'll win or I you know, I guess you could make an argument he's more likely than this price. Just don't really want to go around betting minus eight hundred award prices on football awards too, where injuries are so much more likely and there are so few games, things just turn at the, the drop of a drop of a hat, everything switches up, which we've seen in a bunch of markets. Um is it worth betting Nakua? Is uh, is something I've like thought about a ton for two weeks, and I kind of come up with no every time. Just at these, just at what all the prices have been. And you could be like, well, before the Saints game, he was like twenty to one. Be like, yeah, though. Well, just if you thought he was going to cook in the Saints game, bet one hundred fifty plus. You'd be rich right now. I mean, just like if that's what you thought was going to happen, bet it. And you're already you already got your money, so like I didn't think that type of performance was going to happen, so I didn't bet him before the game. And then I also thought it was possible once we got to the next week that Stroud would play, and then he didn't. And it definitely makes things more compressed. I've heard interviews with a couple voters, uh, one of whom said Nakua was ahead right now, but quote Stroud would have the opportunity to win back the award in the next couple weeks. And it's that's so, so kind of how stupid. I which that but it's that's so how stupid, I feel man. about where we're at right now. Where I think it's kind of like everyone's kind of on the edge of their seat, metaphorically or whatever, not not really, but just sort of like on the edge of their seat being like, what does what Stroud look like here? If it's the same as it was, I think he wins. If it's not the same as it was, I think Nakua either wins or it would be really close. Isn't that kind of what this market is price-wise, though? Isn't that kind of what this is? Like you wanna you really wanna bet on Stroud to be bad against the Titans? Like you wanna anchor yourself to that? That seems like a terrible bet his unders this week or something. You'd already have the money. Uh I don't know. Maybe the difference between them should be a little less. Maybe it's worth a flyer because it's fun. Um tough to get like a true gauge for exactly what the difference is. I agree in this general way. I think Stroud is more likely to win the award than Nakua. I agree in that way. Just trying to set the exact pricing on the two is a little tough. I also can't help shake the fact that this is the, actually, you wouldn't buy, but it would be the buy low on Stroud because he hasn't been playing and he's about to start playing. And so, like, this would actually be, if you were going to enter the market, you would view this as the time to enter on Stroud because this is when opinion of him is the lowest and when opinion of Nakua is the highest, but, like, you would never bet minus 800. It feels like... Not that it can't happen. It just seems still unlikely to me. Uh, seems unlikely enough that I don't want to make the bet. Wouldn't blame anyone for taking a flyer on Nakua. Maybe it's a little closer than I think. Tough to figure out.
1: If Houston, last thing, if Houston wins on Sunday, I think Shroud wins. Even if he doesn't have a good statistical game, they will have won nine games. They will have a winning record the, year after, the, 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 the season after that. I think the second pick in the draft. I think Shroud wins if they win one more game and they have a winning record. I think it's over.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm a little less confident, but, uh, but I think you can, I think we can have a a wide range of opinions here and I don't think anybody's like wrong. I think it's a probability discussion.
1: Uh, would it be wrong to insinuate anyone could win defensive rookie of the year, Ken, besides for Jalen Carter, who's about minus one with like 15 zeros after it right now, Will Anderson and Devin Witherspoon behind him in the, uh, on the odds board at big prices. Yeah. I mean,
0: everybody got hurt. Uh, there's two defenders on the Bucks. I put, I put 20 bucks on a guy named Yaya Diaby because Peter Schrager tweeted about him. Um, that's why his price crashed in the last few days because Schrager, host Good Morning Football, tweeted, like, that Diaby was his defensive rookie of the year.
1: Well, is tight with Jason Light, which I forgot yeah, to text exactly. you back. Schrager is tight with Jason Light, the Bucks GM. Oh,
0: I don't think this is going to happen. I just think it's really fun. <laughs> it's like, I literally put $20 on this. Like, he was 120 to one. I was like, ah, it's kind of fun. I don't, I kind of don't like the idea that Carter wins. He hasn't really done anything in like nine weeks, except have a ball land on his lap that he ran for a touchdown. So just like, I don't know how far ahead he is, but like, this is defensive rookie. Like, look at the names who have won previously. Like, you gotta be like a, people have to know who you are at this point. Like, you gotta be a big name generally to win. So I, I, I don't think there's a lot to bet here. I put a couple bucks on Yaya, mostly because he sounds like a Premier League midfielder. So I I bet Yaya Diaby for a couple bucks. We'll see how it
1: goes. Yaya Yaya Torre or Yaya Diaby?
0: Right, exactly. Uh, Well, in this case, Um, Diaby, please. But he won't work. I
1: I think Anderson's a little interesting if he goes nuts the last couple games of the season. But anyway, Uh, uh, next hour on the show, a couple guests will join us. Then we'll get back to awards. Tim Brando coming up in moments. Okay, picture this.